0: Thunder Media. Hi, I'm Scott Pye. Hi, I'm Dave Reynolds. Hi, I'm Chaz Mostov. And you're listening to Supercars Today.
1: Today, the Supercars CEO talks about the new drivers forum. I
2: was, in, I was approached in regard to that, and I thought it was a sensible way to go to go about business.
1: I'm Natasha Voice. This is Supercars Today.
2: Each week, find out what the men
0: behind the V8 news know and what the drivers and teams are going to do next. It's interviews and opinions on Inside Supercars. My predecessor, Roland Dane, did a very, very good job. Everyone had done the same format for years. Everyone knew the the strategies that worked, that didn't, the tyres, the fuel. Tune in for more at sportradio.com.au or lock in the podcast on your iTunes or mobile device. Search Inside Supercars. This program is brought to you by P1 Australia, quality racing components and manufacturers of engine water heaters for midgets, sprints, wingless and all types of open wheel dirt track cars. Check out their full range today at P1Australia.com.
1: Shane Howard told the assembled media at the Grand Prix that he is fully supportive of the new Drivers' Forum that has been set up by Chas Shane Van Gisbergen, Will Davison and Cam Waters.
2: Because, you know, and and, and particularly for, um, for, you know, because in some circumstances you get to a a venue and um, the same old circumstances, are there you know whether it's curb hopping or you know lines or response times or those sorts of things so i think the process that we've set up with the with the driver group is for them to pro- provide um, feedback and solutions and table them those ideas early prior to a race meeting um, so they can be you know, thoroughly investigated and we can communicate that so you're not you're dealing with issues before you get to a race meeting not during a race meeting which is always challenging right because it's it's always very difficult to fix any circuit issues during a race meeting because the the track is already been licensed and certified and yeah, you know, making any sort of changes is difficult once you're into and you've already started competition um, in most circumstances, so we thought that's a very positive way, and uh, and, and, and yeah, we're very comfortable. With, I'm comfortable with that. And if they've got any issues with you know, specific issues with a car, and so we're not dealing with um, you know, uh, the driver group um, will provide a collate those responses. So you're not you know, having 25 guys firing to you at once um with different ideas and so you know that they'll, that, they'll provide you know valuable feedback for us
1: uh, and i'm i totally support that One of the while this group is being called an association it is not like the similarly named players associations that are established in the ball sports as it is focused on regulations not pay and conditions this is also not like the previous attempts to form a driver's association which Stephen Richards talked about on Inside Supercars, show 335.
0: Over, over the course of time, we, we actually established it. We, we went and saw lawyers. We paid a lot of money to form an association. Um, we had probably 60% of the drivers actually fi- financial members of that association. And, and we felt that it was a, a way that we could move forward. Na- naturally enough, well, I'm not sure naturally enough, but... It was met with a little bit of resistance, and probably the other forty percent of the drivers that that didn't sign up weren't because they didn't want it to be a part of it. It was because they they fell under a bit of pressure from their from their team owners or or people at play um, for them not to be a part of it. So yeah, look, there were there were some hurdles, and in, in the end, it sort of fizzled out because I think um, you know it was it was difficult to get a, a, a foothold. Um, with with supercars there was a lot of a lot of reluctance um, to, to give any sort of um, voice for the drivers. I think they the teams and and um, potentially the, the the heads of supercars at the time thought that we were going to become a faction and a splinter group and, and work in the best interests of our financial viability um, rather than the sport which was which was never, what it was supposed to and and never what it was foreseen to be but
1: that's all for today this week on inside supercars we hear from the real gentleman jim jim stone and speak with conor O'Brien from v8 sleuth on his view of the burning issues in the series don't forget our other motorsport programs inside motorsport and inside speedway sportradio.com.au hosts an archive of programs that go back to 1998 so you can find shows from all eras of supercars and your favourite drivers speaking about the events of the day.
0: This program is brought to you by P1 Australia Quality Racing Components, home of Black TI, bolts, kingpins, studs and torsion stops. Check out their full range today at p1australia.com. Each week, find out what the men behind the V8 news know and what the drivers and teams are going to do next. It's interviews and opinions on Inside Supercars. My predecessor, Roland Dane, did a very, very good job. We're no longer shareholders of the build-up business. Personally, I think a 500 and the build-up to the 1,000 is, is a good thing. Tune in for more at sportradio.com.au or lock in the podcast on your iTunes or mobile device. Search Inside Supercars.